Welcome to Entrepreneurial Month on the Authentic Online Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Ruthie Gray. And for Christian female business owners, the prospects of starting a successful venture can be both exciting and terrifying, as well as intimidating. And while marketing is a huge part of growing a business, it's much more than just building a social media presence and an email list. The key is finding entrepreneurial ideas that are creative, purposeful, and cost-effective. As you know, entrepreneurial ideas abound for the creative Christian female business owner. Or am I the only one? Please tell me no. Online business owners wear many hats, and it's hard to discern which one to wear for the day. But even more difficult is choosing a path and sticking to it. Business decisions are hard, and we want to succeed, not throw money down the drain. Whether you're in the beginnings of your career or you've been around the block for a while, whether you're a writer, a podcaster, in ministry, whatever, you are, in a sense, an entrepreneur. And you're going to enjoy hearing from our special guests and also get a little peek into my own entrepreneurial world. With an open mind and a willingness to consider new options, you, the Christian female business owner, can discover unique opportunities to thrive in your own authentic way. So if this resonates with you and you consider yourself a Christian female entrepreneur, then you're going to love our series all the month of February on entrepreneurship. Don Barton left a 30-year career in sales marketing to follow a calling to write. Her first book, Laughing Through the Ugly Cry, became a bestseller, which surprised her to be entering her 50s as a successful author. And her second book is coming soon called My Midlife Battle Cry, urging women to get excited about redefining the mighty second half. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Yes. Dawn is also a speaker covering topics such as cancer, joy, female empowerment, and direct sales. And she's the founder of the Retreats at Trinity, which we're going to talk about later because she has an entrepreneurial retreat in April that yours truly is having the opportunity of speaking at. And you can join in in person. Dawn is living the sandwich generation dream in Florida with her husband, daughter, parents, mother-in-law, and too many animals to count. Please Welcome today's special guest and entrepreneur expert, Dawn Barton. Welcome to Authentic Online Marketing with Ruthie Gray. Growing awareness for your blog, podcast, book, or product involves more than dancing to reels and yelling, buy my thing. This show models quality over clamor so you can put your spin on your message and market in a way that feels authentic to you because nobody wants to sound like an infomercial. And now here's your host, Ruthie Gray. 
Welcome to the show, Dawn. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I think that we are going to have a great conversation here today about entrepreneurship. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think we are. It's a very big word. And if we can handle that, we can handle anything. I know. Really, the word does, you know, just that mouthful kind of describes the whole topic I think that we're going to talk about. It, It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do, Dawn, your business, retreats, books. There are many facets to your life. So as far as your business, let our listeners know a little bit about you. Well, you know, when you hear that kind of question, I always think you have to have a 10 second, a 30 second elevator speech as to who you are, what you do. And I just don't have it because there's so many facets to what I do today. So I would say it, it if you look on Instagram, it says author. And but being an author is actually not where my heart is. I I love it. I acknowledge that it's a good piece of work, but it's really hard for me. But my love, my passion at this season of my life is hosting retreats and working with women and entrepreneurs. I would say that is is totally my passion today. But I come from 30 plus years of sales and marketing, first in the world of you know, the dot-com world and high-tech world. And then I pivoted on a fluke into the world of direct sales. And I left that. I was the number seven producer out of 600,000 women. And I left that to follow a God calling to write a book. Everybody thought I'd lost my ever-loving mind. And uh, (laughs) I just left and I wrote a book. That book became a bestseller and it worked out okay. But I'm somebody who I've taken huge leaps of faith, I think, again and again. Isn't that what life's about? But today, I would say I'm an author a retreat host and a lover of of women in in just empowering them to be everything they can possibly be. And isn't it interesting how one step builds on another? We were talking a little bit beforehand about this very thing, how you can kind of connect the dots and the threads in your life. And you've had lots of interesting experiences. And then all of a sudden a pivot would happen and you would just write a best-selling book and things like that. So speak to that for just a minute, your thoughts on that. Well, I think sometimes as we go through life, we believe, I certainly did when I was in direct sales, I believed that I would be in it until I retired, that this is what I was 100% called to do. But then I heard it was actually Stephen Furtick was interviewing TD Jakes. And he said, sometimes the thing you think you were created to do for the rest of your life is what you needed to do for the next season of your life. Mm. And I needed to do all of those things I have done in the past, the sales, the marketing, the failures, all of the things in, in, I was with Mary Kay Cosmetics, all the things with Mary Kay that even, believe it or not, came together in things like launching a book and putting together launch teams for books. And I had so much knowledge and and expertise in certain areas that I never thought would have played into this this world of of becoming an author. And it it certainly did. So I, I want women to know that the thing you're doing right now, I promise you God's going to use it as you go further in your business. And even if that's a failure, he's going to use it. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for saying it. It's true. I've done a lot of similar things almost. I was in 
direct sales with Mary Kay too. I didn't take it quite to the extent that you did. I knew for me at that time that it was just something for a small amount of time, but I was successful at it. And I feel like that is one reason why I do what I do today as far as the marketing. So those little dots, they add up, don't they? They do. I do think that's one of the best training grounds. I believe any top producing person in any world of direct sales could do anything in the world because the training and the the level of training of working with people is phenomenal. It's true. It's true. Let's talk about when you first became passionate about entrepreneurship. How did you realize this passion and and how did you gain experience? Well, this is a, I think that's such an interesting question. Part of me was sort of born that way. So I didn't realize it until I worked for people and I realized I would rather work, you know, the old saying 80 hours a week for me than 40 hours a week for somebody else. I just liked to work for myself. I don't mind working hard for myself, but I really prefer to, to build something myself and to do something myself versus working for a company. And I think a little bit of that is just how I was wired. And then some of that is going to work for other people and realizing you're just not good at working for people. <laughs> so failing in that arena, right? Um, so some of that, yes, yeah. So some of it's just that. And then I think I really got passionate and really fine-tuned the entrepreneurship thing when I worked with women. And as I worked with women, And that was through Mary Kay, but also through things like leading life groups. And, you know, I figured out that I'm a really good leader. I figured out that I'm I'm really bad in the kitchen, but I'm a good leader. You know, like I started really being able to define what my giftings were as as I did that. So working with women definitely came later in life. I figured that one out. Yeah. And you learn as you go. If you take a step and do that thing, then you learn more about yourself than if you just kind of sit around and think, well, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you can really define the things that you're good at and embrace that, I think as women, we're really bad about acknowledging what we're good at. I don't know where that comes from in culture or whatever to say and to acknowledge where our giftings are Mm -hmm. and then to sort of also acknowledge where our giftings aren't. It doesn't mean we don't sometimes have to learn them, but play in your giftings and the world's a beautiful place. Yes. Which leads into my next question, which is you have to be able to say these things in order to market your business and market yourself, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So then how did you, is that kind of how you develop that part of your entrepreneurship in the marketing arena? Somewhere along the way, you realized that you were good at marketing, and and how did you how did you cultivate that? Where did you learn to market? Well, some of that came in being in the world of sales and marketing and actually doing courses and going through classes and you know, truly educating myself. I don't think you can ever stop doing that. So first, truly understanding that is a skill and we're enhancing that still a skill continually. And the second thing is paying attention to what works for me, what makes me move. Meaning if I am online and I am shopping and I am doing things, what are the things that make me move? And I pay attention to that. Like, what did they just show me? What did they talk about that made me move? And then also to listen to my own audience on what makes them move. So if you can really focus on what moves the needle for your own audience, I, it took me a long time to figure out that one of my greater gifts in marketing is an authenticity 
as someone who speaks and talks and to every time I tried to become like somebody else and tried to do the way they did it, it was really bad. But when I would go back to being truly me and authentic and when when marketing, it really worked. But I would say the greatest skills I have in marketing came from, honestly, from courses retreats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, that was not a plug, but that really worked. <laughs> uh, but doing classes like that, you know, when you're in, uh, I was in the world of, of sales and marketing for a long time and the companies I worked for would send us away to things too, to learn. So mm-hmm. some of that is definitely learned from those other events. And, and I always do, I try to read, I try to look at things. We're never done learning. We're never done. It's kind of a combination of you need to know what's out there. You need to know current trends, what's working with marketing and what isn't, but also pair it with your own authenticity. And, you know, here at Authentic Online Marketing, we are all about being authentic, leaning into our own unique voice, because that's how you earn people's trust, right? Is through, you know, just being you, not being someone else or trying to mimic their own patterns. So when Christian female entrepreneurs come to you, what do you see is their biggest hang up about running their own business? Oh, that's funny. I would say marketing is a huge one. Marketing mm-hmm. is a huge one. But when I think about when I left this, this world of direct sales and jumped into this world of, of being an author and not just being an author, but becoming someone who needed to develop a personal brand to the publisher wanted me to get all of these followers. I didn't know what I was doing. And I felt so unbelievably alone. I felt like I was, at the time I was uh, 49, 50 years old when this happened. I felt like I was too old. I felt like a racehorse had been put out to pasture a little bit. And I wish, I wish, I wish that I had plugged into communities and I didn't. And so I felt alone for a long time. So I think one of the biggest things for entrepreneurial women is that you have to plug in somewhere to a community of like-minded women, because we talk about this thing of um, being a solopreneur, but I don't think anybody really needs to be solo. I think you have to have a community of people that you can be frustrated with and talk with, but bounce ideas off of. When you collectively come together with ideas and frustrations and cheering each other on, beautiful things happen. So that is my number one thing for female entrepreneurs is, you know, find a gang of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I think that can be coming from being a part of different, you, you know, like when you join a, a marketing group or when you join stuff like that. But it also can be something that sounds silly, but there's groups and churches that are like entrepreneurs. J- just get creative, fight for you really hard because it, your business sort of depends on it. Yeah, it's easy for us to stay. Uh, we think we don't really have time in the online world because we have so many tasks. There's email marketing, mm-hmm. there is building a platform, there's promo, but all of that goes so much better when you have community. We have a saying around here, it's community grows opportunity. Yeah. And I love that you pointed that out is that you need a posse, you need people to riff things off of, brainstorm with, and just say, hey, what do you think of this? You know, what what should I do next? And people that you can also pour your life into. You think you don't have time, but you really don't have time not to cultivate community. I think my business would have built probably six months 
faster Mm. had I not been so determined to do every stinking thing on my own and actually just reached out to other women who were in the same position. It's easy to do. And I, I feel like a lot of times writers especially have this hang up because they are so passionate about their words and their books that they know that they need time to really work on it, cultivate their craft. So they think they really don't have time to develop the community or the social aspect. (laughs) But it really works in your advantage because if you network, then that's kind of like your launch team there. Those are your people. And it's just a whole other facet that's just super important, I think. And I'm thinking especially of platform building, like on Instagram, you're on Instagram, you have quite a few followers. The whole point of social media is to be social. <laughs> yeah. And I hear a lot of writers say, I don't have time, you know, to be social because I need to write my book, but it's a good balance there. You got to, which it's I nice to have a, a publisher breathing down your neck saying you got to build a following, build a following. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the I pressure's know. on. <laughs> What would you say, Don? are your top three tips for running your own business? Well, you know, the tips usually come from where we failed, right? So, <laughs> mm. so the first one I would say would be to listen to your gut. So often some of my biggest failures went against what my gut was telling me to do. And mm. I did the thing because I thought it's what I was supposed to do versus what my gut was telling me to do. And I knew in my heart. So listen to your gut, trust that discernment, you know, just, just listen to that. A second thing is hire help. You cannot be all the things. And I don't mean you need a full-time employee. I mean, you can hire someone to do the, the small things. And if it is that you want to focus on your business more than, and let some of the house stuff go, I'm a big advocate of hire what I call a life assistant. And that means you're, you're, when you're interviewing that person, your first question is, is there anything that's beneath you? <laughs> So like it's cleaning the cat litter beneath you, you know, because where that's where you need the help is the rest of your life during those times. Right. So to hiring help from a business aspect, but also in a life aspect, if you can to decide where you need it most, you'll know in your gut, listen to your gut where you need it the most. And the third thing is that get that community. Those are my three biggest things for running your your own business, because I think we can do a lot of, uh, I don't want to say damage, but you can go a lot further with other people that you're linked arms with than you can a lot of times on your own. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. Well, we already covered community pretty well. So I love that that was one of your top three. So the first one, listen to your gut. I, this resonates with me because there are a lot of times when I'll think, you know, I really should do this, but then I'll think about it for months and months and months and it keeps coming up. So it's, it takes guts, doesn't it? To pull that trigger and to actually, and to actually listen when it seems like it's going against the grain or something like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, and, and also on the thing of, you know, that hiring the help, I think is something as simple as let's take in the world of marketing, a a branding photographer, hire a stupid branding photographer three times a year to take your photos to use for your socials. But instead Mm -hmm. we will drive ourselves crazy trying to set up a stinking iPhone and get some lighting and try to be a photographer. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I mean, it's an hour and a half 
and have the person come out, especially if it's a branding photographer knows what they're doing. That, that's one of the things I just, I don't know what took me so long to do that. That I just listened to my gut and just been like, oh, you mean you hire people that know how to do that? Oh, I know when I finally bit the bullet and hired someone to do my website, I was like, yeah. wow, what a game changer. It was a right. game changer. It really established my authority, the stuff that I was already offering that I already knew how to do, but it was like that credibility was there. So I'm with you on the photography and uh, I'm going to do that in 2023 myself. <laughs> <laughs> Taking your advice there. Yeah. Do it. And yes, hire help for sure. Um, I just think there are just so many hats, um, even if we're just talking about online duties. Again, you just you need to be able to focus on your superpower, whatever that is. And so there are so many different little varying tasks, aren't there, that someone else could do? Well, for instance, right now, I have another book coming out in May, and I know that I this is not the season for me to pull back on my brand, on marketing, on anything to do under the, the Don Barton umbrella. I cannot pull back. However, I happen to be in a season, as you know, in my life where I am caretaking a great deal to my mother. And mm -hmm. I just don't have the bandwidth to be able to do both well. So I have hired someone to come and pick up on the social media piece because I just, I can't do it. So I know that it's for a season and for a little bit, but my business cannot handle me dropping the ball right now. And if you are really committed, you're full in, you have to bite the bullet and, and make some of those things happen. Let's talk a little bit about your retreats. You run retreats at your home. And I just want to hear a little bit more about that. How did that come about? And what does that entail? Well, the original retreats, so you and I are going to talk more about the entrepreneurial retreat, but the original came out of a season of completely, totally, and utterly flailing for me. You know, I'd entered into, I was 50 years old. My world had dramatically changed from running at 90 miles an hour as uh, within Mary Kay Cosmetics to it just stopped. And I sort of went into this caretaking role and I felt like a little invisible. I felt like the world had forgotten me. I was a little unclear, unclear on who I was anymore. All, all of the things that sort of happened during our, our midlife come apart, shall we say, <laughs> I mm -hmm. was going through it. And then I pulled myself out of it. And I wanted, as I talked with my friends, it was such a big prevalent problem with our age group that that's how the retreat was born. And then the most requested thing from the retreats was that people wanted it for entrepreneurs because that was my background. And so I decided to launch in April where you will be one of our incredible mentors, the retreat. I know I'm excited retreat for entrepreneurs, but I wanted to take it from the same thing, which is the whole of the woman with a, with a foundation of Christianity. And then how do we come together I only allow 15 people at a time and we have seven mentors. So we have seven experts in their fields. I wanted to bring women together in a place where the frustrations I have had over the years in my business, it would have been a whole different ball game had I been able to sit with the experts in the field and talk about, this is where my struggles are and have a group of women around me, mm -hmm. talk me through it or just mm -hmm. hear me. Half the time it's just someone listen to me, you know, and understand and be there. So that's what I did. I wanted to bring together women 
in an intimate space and bring somebody from branding, marketing, sales. I have a, somebody who she's an unbelievable life coach. She'll just rock your world and e-commerce and so much more, but all those kind of things to talk about all those different facets of entrepreneurship, but in a really tight, intimate setting. And really, if you are starting your business, if you're making it legal or if you're in the beginning exploratory stages even, this is a fantastic opportunity to take advantage of, right, Dawn? Yeah, and I think it's even for the person who's maybe had their business for a couple, a few years and they know that there's they're missing those pieces. Maybe they're mm-hmm. missing the, the, like perhaps they they have some of the sales going because I don't care what business you're doing, you're selling something, right? <laughs> they right. have a few of the things, they have a few of the things going, but they can't seem to bring it all together in a really solid way. And I think that's what that we, we'll be able to offer. I'm so excited about it. Tell us. I'm so excited for you to be there. <laughs> I can't so, wait. You know, um, I have to tell you when I was choosing, I, I am blessed in my life and that I know some big name people, people that I could have brought in that tickets probably would sold because of their name. But I was so I'm so convicted about having women that I know are brilliant at what they do, but not just brilliant at what they do, but they also are incredible teachers. And then the, well, I would say that the next piece is they're not just teaching, they know they have an ability to love on a woman. Like when you're speaking to, there's just a difference. There's a a way that woman to woman, they have that ability to love on another woman. And then that God is at the foundation of their business. So those four things are what I looked at as I picked the mentors and they were experts in their fields. And so it, it will be an incredible, incredible time. It'll be April 21st through the 23rd. And I happen to live in Pensacola, Florida. So that is the white, pristine, gorgeous, <laughs> crystal clear beaches. But we happen to live on 23 acres and a property called Trinity. So everything for the retreat is held here at Trinity. We have horses. It, we're very blessed to have a beautiful property. And then everyone spends the night in a hotel. Everything is included in their tickets. So it's just it's three days of getting away, recharging, pivoting, from the place that you are and just leaving passionately on fire and clear on the next steps of your business. I love it because it just resonates and the, our listeners are going to know that this is me up and down. You're talking about authenticity. You're talking about loving on your people. You're talking about Florida. (laughs) Yeah. Where I happen to live part times. Y'all, you need to check this out. We're going to put the information in the show notes, but I hope that you will really go look at it, look at the website and what Don has to offer because it's amazing. And it's going to be, like she said, an intimate setting where you can get personal feedback. You're not just going to listen to all of us talk and then you go do your thing. No, we're having, you know, intimate time together. We are together for three days, right? (laughs) We are together. You go home to sleep and then you're back with me. We have it catered the entire time, but we, I believe, and I've gone to 50 million retreats and conferences and all that. One of the things that I always wanted and needed was margin throughout the day to process, but also the entrepreneurs to sit with the experts and talk through, here's my pain points, help. And that's what I wanted to allow for a lot of margin in that to do that. So we have that as well. And I I think that's so important. I'm so excited. (laughs) One more thing, Dawn, 
Tell us the name of your book, okay? Because we have lots of writers and authors in our listenership. What's the name of it? Well, the one that's out right now is called Laughing Through the Ugly Cry and Finding Unstoppable Joy, but Laughing Through the Ugly Cry. And the one that comes out in May is called Midlife Battle Cry. So I hear that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, even with writing the book, we get back to the same authenticity. I thought I was going to mimic how other people wrote. And it took me a while to figure out that the best book, the best content that came out of me was when I threw all that away and just wrote as myself. So a little, little tip, I hope for somebody out there struggling. I can't wait to read it. Well, Dawn, tell the folks where they can connect with you online. Absolutely. Online. Well, the website is dawnbarton.com. And then on Facebook and on Instagram, it's Dawn R. Barton, like R. Don R. Barton. (laughs) And and I am the one that answers everything. I would love to hear from you. So just reach out and connect with me there. Awesome. Don is such a joy-filled personality. Y'all are going to love getting to know her. I know I have. Can't wait for this retreat. Go look up the show notes, click on them and go to the website. And Don, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. I could have talked with you for hours. I know. Well, we will after this. (laughs) Thank y'all for listening today. And remember to share your message your way in your own authentic voice. 